Alright, second episode. <laughs> Who had a bet that I wouldn't make it this far? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Gal Data Labs. Today I'm discussing H's and Garu, and man, it's a doozy. It's funny how something so essentially straightforward has absolutely so much context to it. There's so much to touch upon when discussing aging with Ngeru both on and off the spotlight. We'll just have to leave the beauty aspect out of it for now in the specific cases, mainly because at this point, I may not know how long this episode is exactly, but I have a feeling. And I'm getting knee-deep into, into all of this. <laughs> Again, I can't English. I think it's going to be a regular thing at this point. Gyaru from essentially a hatchling all the way to leaving the nest. Gyaru through the ages. Gyaru of ages, rock of ages, whatever. If you've been following the Gal Data Labs Instagram account, you've seen a few questions and comments regarding this episode come up in the preparation for the talk. That's right, I'm using quotation quotes, marks. That one. I'm nervous. Why am I nervous? Thank you to everyone that uh, participated. I'll get to your feedback later on in this episode, but for now, let's get down to it. As a reminder, everything that I discuss on here is heavily research-driven. I go through articles, forums, and just about anything else that I can get my hands on in order to provide as accurate as information as possible. Now, let's get started. This is Ages and Gyaru, Breaking Stereotypes. Now, you know that I love me some good old-fashioned research, but even better than that, finding articles by none other than the Shiho Fujita, more commonly known as Sifo. Before we get into age limits or anything like that, let's talk about the moment that Gyaru starts for someone interested in the fashion, lifestyle, and culture. When I tell you that this article was such a refreshing read... Anyway, let's get into it. From the moment that one thinks, I want to be Gyaru, that's when the Gyaru journey begins. There's no clear-cut definition or a set of actions that makes someone a Gyaru. It's a dynamic and ongoing process. Gyaruhood isn't exactly a destination, it's actually a constant evolution. The conditions for being a true Gyaru include a love for fashion and makeup, sensitivity to the latest trends, the ability to self-express, a strong sense of camaraderie, a well-defined social hierarchy, and a unique worldview. The journey involves meeting these conditions, achieving goals, and only then becoming an authentic Gyaru. Even if someone seems Gyaru-like to an outsider, they might adamantly deny that just because until the journey is complete, they consider themselves a work in progress. Now, Sifo's article suggests that the Gyaru journey spans from the moment one desires to be Gyaru until their graduation. Gyaru graduation marks the point at which individuals blend into societal norms while retaining the essence of their Gyaru experiences. It's intriguing to note that the age range for Gyaru has broadened, with influences like J-pop pioneer Namie Amuro. Amuro's impact has resonated through the evolution of Gyaru styles, from Amura to Yamanba and Manba. Even though Amuro herself has 
quote-unquote graduated from the Gyaru lifestyle that could have technically been imposed on her at the time, she continues to inspire a return to the Gyaru journey for some, proving that the Gyaru spirit persists beyond traditional timelines. I think that's really important to remember. Sifo's article concludes that elements required for Gyaru they evolve with the times. Sometimes I can't English. <laughs> and the duration of the journey from initiation to graduation has extended Gary fashion and is regaining recognition even among office lady demographics and individuals aged 26 to 30 that are actively venturing into businesses. As many Gary would get older, style icons and charisma would change as well. At the risk of calling myself out as part of the IU generation, <laughs> it can be argued that the hierarchy went from admiring and emulating Ayumi Hamasaki to Sakurina to Kananishino and beyond. A great example of this is the talent Satomi Ishihara, whom many Japanese Kyaru look to for a transition into a more mature, age-appropriate style, even elegant. In a sense, each of us graduated from these icons with time. While Gyaru graduations, both off and on magazines, have always been a thing and been age-relevant, we're seeing a huge shift in what society wants to see now or deems popular, and this is seen even more in groups like Kogyaru, the elementary school kids that are gaining popularity not just nationwide in Japan, but also internationally. It's said that to become viral in social media nowadays, you need to be controversial and it probably doesn't get more controversial within the realms of the law as Kogyaru. Here you have elementary school kids that should by all intents and purposes be enjoying their youth, playing games, focusing on their studies and what have you, but instead the kids have decided to pursue modeling in such a niche as Gyaru. Whether this is done to take advantage of the Heisei Gyaru boom that's been going on or not, it's honestly irrelevant at this point. So as a mom, I have mixed feelings. I decided when I was pregnant with my kid that I'd allow them to pursue their dreams even if maybe I didn't agree with them. The point of it all being that my own dreams for them may not align with what they have in mind and that's fully okay as long as I support their hopes and dreams wholeheartedly. That's actually what a lot of parents for the Kogyaru unit are doing. <laughs> Instead of discouraging them, they're actually encouraging it. They want them to pursue what they love. Apparently, this is it. What worries me about the entire thing is the pressure that these kids are facing now and the pressure that they're going to get when they're older, too. Like I said, we've seen this from other Gyaru models and their corresponding publications. In some cases, even the models are forced to retire from the magazine um, that they're with just because they've reached their age cap. In an interview, Mamiko Shigawa explained that Newegg's age requirements are 16 to 29, and after that they need to move to nuts. We've seen this with Ageha and Aneageha as well. Even before, when talking about the editorial team in Heisei, some of our favorite models will jump from one magazine to another when they've reached a certain age and audience. We saw this primarily with Mago Gyaru magazines like Beachy Lemon that target early to mid-teens. So this is essentially normal, but the reality right now is that it's just younger and younger and younger demographics where we're used to seeing 
slightly older models within these publications, but whatever, new editorial team, new rules, I guess. If we're talking outside of the magazines themselves, though, we can take a look at Geru, uh, Geru's heydays, right, with the Ibizas and everything, who distinctly had graduations every two to three years for their members, and therefore had a number of generations for every period. There's a demand within Japanese society, or maybe we can call it more of an expectation, that once you're technically mature and of adult age, Geru is and should be a thing of the past. Now, to get further into the whole Ibiza deal. Usually these Ibizas, as I've noted before in Notion and everything, is that typically Ibiza members are high schools, high school um, members, and sometimes even college. But usually by the time that they hit college is the time that they graduate, which is why they have the two to three years uh, span basically that they do. Anyway, Going back to Kogyaru, there are a couple of things that I find wrong with the group, and it's not even against them, but it's really a perspective of, hey, this is the monster that we've created, and now we have to deal with it. Ever since SNS culture took over our lives, we've been so focused on not just social media, but anything on our phones. We're glued to a screen, and old school things, just like going outdoors and playing or no screen time or whatever, it's nowhere near as habitual as it maybe should be. So should we be surprised, honestly, that we're getting information that TikTok is a favorite pastime for elementary age kids during their breaks? Should we even be more surprised that many of these same kids, they love to participate in the TikTok dance routines? We created this monster, didn't we? If your kid is thriving and doing what they love and they come to you with, Mama, Papa, I want to be a model. I want to look Yaru. This is my dream. Do you honestly have a choice? I think maybe all you can do is hope that this is a passing fad because, of course, you went through a phase like this too, right? So what's the harm? <laughs> Oddly enough, I get those emo flashbacks, right? Mom, this is not a phase. This is who I am. History repeats itself. But anyway, what are the age limits, right? So are there any? 20 plus years ago, a type of yearly survey organized by the Tanjin Bashisuji shopping district called the Gyaru Mikoshi would come out. Based on this yearly survey and its participants, it explores the age restrictions of participants in the Gyaru Mikoshi event, and it reflects the societal perceptions of what defines a Gyaru. The adjustment of the age limit <laughs> is 25 to 28 years old, and it's incredibly noteworthy that it signifies the evolving expectations and preferences within the Japanese Kyaru community. In fact, a survey conducted back in 2014 addresses the burning question for many. At what age does Kyaru fashion start to feel cringeworthy? According to responses from 530 participants, 384 of them being female and the rest being male, the consensus points to a particular age range where the vibrancy of Gyaru fashion begins to wane. 25 to 30-year-olds claim that the top spot with 16.2%, and the comments echo a collective sentiment that beyond this age, a shift towards more age-appropriate fashion is encouraged. 
the following that I'm reading are reflections from the age 25 to 30 bracket. A 23-year-old woman working in the hospitality and travel industry shares, past 25, it's time to settle down a bit. A 35-year-old man in machinery and precision equipment sales warns, if you're still rocking it after your mid-20s, it's a bit problematic. A 34-year-old woman in the nonprofit sector emphasizes, miniskirts and hot pants in your late 20s and beyond? Honestly, it's off-putting. Now, when these same people were asked about their high school fashion, everything around the 18 to 19 age group, this is what was answered. Reflecting back, a 29-year-old woman in healthcare and welfare firmly states, up until high school, once you graduate, it's time to leave the Gary style behind. A 34-year-old man in metal, steel, and chemistry remarks, as you enter university age, you start feeling the shift. A 28-year-old woman working with the nonprofit sector also declares, once high school is over, it's just not cool anymore. The prevailing opinion suggests that the acceptable lifespan for Gyaru fashion spans the relentless efforts of individuals up to their early 30s. Some even argue for an abrupt departure from Gyaru fashion simultaneous with high school graduation, citing that persistence beyond this point is met with perceptions of immaturity and forced style. Another article I was looking into when researching information for this podcast delves into the age breakdown of the selected participants, challenging preconceived notions of what age is considered appropriate for being Gyaru. The fact that a 28-year-old woman expressed uncertainty about being labeled Gyaru adds a layer to the discussion about breaking stereotypes associated with age and Gyaru subculture. This linguistic exploration hints at how the term Gyaru has evolved over the years and how events like Gyaru Mikoshi navigate age-related considerations, offering an interesting perspective on the fluidity of cultural definitions. Notably, there was no real starting age expressed in the Gyaru Mikoshi. So what does that mean for Kogyaru? Kids are smart, man. Holy heck are they smart. According to this interview, I was reading from Kogyaru's producer Hitomi Iba, these kids have a forward-thinking approach to the future with career aspirations that go beyond the conventional roles such as establishing companies, producing colored contacts, or founding schools to promote Gyaru culture. How flippin' cool is that? When I was their age, I was playing Power Rangers and my only aspirations were whether I was going to be the pink or yellow ranger that day. Of course, there is a valid worry about Kogyaru and some of these concerns and challenges that the kids themselves have faced are feeling distant or separated from the other kids just because they're perceived as the kid featured in magazines or on YouTube. Regardless, apparently these kids don't care. They appear unfazed, continuing to pursue what they love. Each of these kids in Kogyaru have heartily expressed their determination to spread the charm of Gyaru culture and the reality of primary school Gyaru through their modeling and social media activities. 
Even with a crazy young age group of kids all the way to die-hard Gyaru enthusiasts well past the age society expects them to leave Gyaru at, it's a good idea to remember Sifo's narrative that challenges the conventional notion of Gyaru as a fleeting face and paints a picture of a community determined to embrace the Gyaru spirit, defying age norms and societal expectations. But anyway, let's get into the resistance part of it. I absolutely love the ever-loving heck out of this article that grabs insights from Anea Geha's editor-in-chief, Marika Koizumi. Why? Because her argument and vision on Gyaru culture is absolutely valid. Gyaru is not confined by age or gender, and further than that, it's not confined by a person's background. Maybe this is the reminder and the encouragement that we need in this day and age. Anea Geha's readers are encouraged to continue being Gyaru where applicable by getting an inside look at the model's detailed profiles, including their professions, ages, and personal lives. As a magazine, Anea Geha is positioned as a lifestyle magazine focusing on interviews about personal lives, work, beauty, aiming to empower readers. The hope is that readers inspired by this magazine will embrace colorful self-expression as they age. So here's my question for you. Are these age-based judgments fair, or do they merely underscore the nuanced evolution of fashion and societal expectations? Have you ever wondered why, when it comes to aging gracefully in the world of beauty and fashion, there seems to be a stark contrast between Japan and other countries? Icons like Jennifer Lopez, Adele, and Madonna abroad continue to embrace bold makeup even as the years go by. Yet, in Japan, there's a prevailing expectation to transition to a more natural look as the age sets in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this intriguing cultural difference. Do you believe there's an inherent beauty in maintaining a bold aesthetic at any age? Or is there merit in the Japanese approach of leaning towards a more natural style as one grows older? And speaking of thoughts, I'd mentioned that I'd get to your feedback from the previous week, and here's what you had to say. I asked you if Gyaru evolves with you, or if there's a perfect age for being gal. You said, 1. I think both. It's different for different people. Gyaru has evolved with me, but my twin has graduated, but has taken some things from gal. I can see myself being gal for a while, and I'm approaching 30 or so. 2. I definitely believe it evolves with age. 3. For sure it evolves, just like everything else. 4. Gal has no age limit, and your own Gyaru style can and does evolve with each gal. 5. I think if you're an adult, you're better, because you have more independence on how you look. I asked you what your Gyaru story is, and if your style has adapted over time. You said, 1. Yes, I love Suyome and sexy styles, but now I'm not into them. I'm more into amikaji because it's comfy and practical. For me, well, you already know my Gyaru story from episode 1 of this podcast, but for those just listening in this time around, I went from Harajuku and Visual K to Shibuhara and Gyaru from around 2006-2007. I tried different styles first before making the decision that I'm more comfortable in whatever I like at the time, whether that fits a mold or not. 
I was approximately 17 or 18 years old when I first learned about Gyaru. I asked you at what age did you first discover Gyaru, and you said, 1. I found out about Gyaru at 13, while looking on the web to kill time at school. 2. 16. 3. 16 to 17. 4. 16. 5. 12 to 13-ish. 6. At around 14. 7. 13. 8. 17. 9. 24. 10. 12 years old. 11. 8. 12. 18. I asked you then if your style has evolved over time and how, and you said, 1. Yes, so many things have influenced growth. Investing in new products helped as well. 2. My makeup got polished. I learned to take care of my hair and explored other substyles to see what I liked more. For me, I've always loved styles that were attention-grabbing. In my head, the gaudier, the better. Even now, I'm still very into styles like Cerebu for how flashy they tend to be. Over time, though, this changed to whatever I was interested in at the time. Despite that, I still hold certain styles dear to me. It's just not as much of a fixation as it used to be for me. I asked you what your ideal Gyaru community would look like, and you said, 1. Pink and glitter. 2. A bunch of Gyaru in the West. For me, I still hold a lot of love and admiration for the community pre-2014 when things started going down the drain within Gyaru. Lots of Gaijin Gyaru were more active in blogging, court creating, magazine scan sharing, and even meeting up. I really miss those days. I asked you if you think Gyaru should have an age limit, and you said, 1. Nah, I want to see an old lady gal. 2. Depends on style, but any younger than 16 should just enjoy the makeup or more modest parts of it. Now, for me, I don't necessarily think that it should have an age limit, but it should really be based on maturity, which I think is maybe an odd thing to mention, considering that there are fun styles like Amikaji, and Gyaru itself wasn't necessarily to be taken seriously, at least not in that sense. But what I mean is that there are certain ages for different styles. For example, Agejo catered more towards hostesses and older Gyaru. Even within the pages of Ageha, you'd find spreads with different higher brand items that aren't generally attainable for adolescents. I then asked you what it truly means to be Gyaru at any age, and you said, 1. Gyaru is an inclusive fashion lifestyle, and you are never too old for it. 2. To be able to express yourself fully with your clothes and stand out from the crowds. 3 tanned, and to be a fan of Tsubasa Masuaka. So, for me, there is a specific person that comes to mind, even though he's not visually Gyaruo, but back when Ibisas were a thing, you of course had Angelique, but there was also Emperor, who I believe Yusuke Arai belonged to. I think it was Emperor or Crow, I can never really recall, <laughs> but anyway, when you research Ibisa, He's typically the first person to even come up on Google, and that's just because after graduating from the style, he went on to create a book all about Gyaru and Ibiza sociology. And I could be using the wrong word here, <laughs> but anyway, he went on to teach at, uni at universities about Gyaru itself. And I think that even if the look is gone now, 
that Gary spirit, that fire, it still remains. And he's not the only person who has done this either. But even Piromu, who has essentially been the OG Geruo model for Egg and a big freaking deal back then and even now, wrote a book about Geru too. I think that to really be Geru at any age, you love every single aspect of it, not just the fashion or the makeup, not just the admiration for certain models. It really means to absorb every single part of Geru. And not only does it make you one really but it also dictates your lifestyle basically you learn it you love it and you really you take it with you even years down the road finally i asked you if there's a right time for graduating from Gyaru, and you said one whenever you grow out of it just like anything else but i'd say around adulthood two <laughs> jokingly nope Graduating is not a choice. Get you forever and once you start. For me, I have mixed feelings about the idea of graduating from Gyaru. Historically speaking, this is absolutely a thing and even within circle members, I've always felt that the two to three year duration in a Gyaru should be respected. Mainly because I was always fond of the idea of generations. The structure of a Gyaru was always appealing to me. I don't believe Nagosa have these rules though. As for independently graduating from Gyaru, I think it all goes with how we evolve. Being from technically the IU generation, I resonate better with icons like Ayumi Hamasaki and Kodakumi instead of Kananishino. But the maturity in their looks doesn't suit me, so I think it's more about comfort. If you're still comfortable with the makeup and the clothes, and especially the lifestyle, then that's all you need to really keep going and be considered Gyaru. I think that's a huge perk to being a gaijin gyaru. You don't necessarily have the societal expectations of graduating from it like Japan does. But anyway, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with me as I discuss aging within this, uh, within gyaru. <laughs> Again, I can't English. I think that's three times now. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I'm going to be discussing gyaru in every era, from Showa all the way to Reiwa. We've got a journey ahead of ourselves. See ya.